The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome back, Buffalo Bills fans. It's Matt Warren, editor-in-chief at buffalorumlings.com and host of Buffalo Rumlings Q&A on the Buffalo Rumlings Podcast Network. Before we get into our reactions to the Buffalo Bills loss to the Tennessee Titans, I wanted to remind you how you can get in touch with the show to have your questions answered in the future. You can leave voicemails at 716-508-0405. You can email us, buffalorumlings at sbnation.com. You can tweet us at rumblings Q and A. That's with the word and spelled out in the middle. Instagram messages and Facebook messages to the Buffalo Rumblings account will get to me as well. Lots of ways to get in touch with the show for your questions in the future. So the Bills got smoked by the Tennessee Titans on Tuesday night football. Let's get into my takeaways from the game before we get to your questions. And mistakes are really where... The conversation has to start with the Buffalo Bills. Um, Sean McDermott said after the game that the Bills beat themselves, and that's partly true. I mean, the Titans certainly beat you as well. But the Titans had touchdown drives of 12, 16, 18, and 30 yards during the game. That's 28 points, gaining only 76 yards. There were a couple big special teams plays and a pair of interception returns for the Titans that just allowed them to waltz in for easy scores, and that's not going to help you. But the Bills outgained the Titans, and it was that way for the entire game. The Bills were able to consistently outgain the Titans, but it didn't matter because the Titans had such short fields to work with. A punt return deep into Bills territory, um, a kickoff return fumble from Andre Roberts, an interception off Roberts' hands from Josh Allen, and then another boneheaded interception from Josh Allen really flipped the field for the Titans and allowed them to just waltz right into the end zone really easily. Now, the Bills' defense could have, of course, held them to field goals, but even so, I mean, those short fields were just so killer. My second observation comes from the fourth quarter and how there were two six-minute drives in that final time frame. Down 18 points with 17 minutes left, the Bills took six and a half minutes to score their touchdown. And that's awesome, but when you need to score three times three touchdowns even, over the last 17 minutes. You can't take six minutes, more than a third of the time, to score your touchdown. The Bills didn't even get the ball back three times for the rest of the game on offense because 
they spent so much time on that drive. And then the Titans came back and had their own six-minute drive for a touchdown. So the Bills, who should have been in hurry-up, actually took longer than the Titans, who were trying to run out the clock. I've got a live thread from when I was covering the game. I was tweeting out during the fourth quarter in real time, and I linked that in our takeaways article so you can go see my reaction in real time and how the Bills shouldn't have been running two-yard dives to Devin Singletary. They really needed to hurry up right from the moment they got the ball near the end of the third quarter. My third observation was that this was Josh Allen's back-to-earth game, and that doesn't really mean a whole lot. Like It just means he wasn't playing at the MVP level he was playing for the first four games, and I wasn't expecting him to continue playing at that MVP level. Um, he had 266 passing yards, a couple of touchdowns, uh, converted several third and longs. I just, he, he was a good quarterback today. He wasn't great. I mean, in the first half, he was 10 of 21 uh, with an interception that bounced off his wide receiver's hands. But still, it was behind Roberts, which is why it bounced off his hands and up into the air. So I'll put that on Allen. And then he was 16 of 20 in the second half. So, I mean, obviously he did some things right. He needed to push the ball a little bit further down the field as the game wore on. And we talked about that in, when we were talking about the hurry-up offense. But if that's, you know, the baseline of Josh Allen's performances, um, 26 of 41 for 266 yards, two touchdowns, and two interceptions, if that's the worst we get out of him, I mean, he's going to be a franchise quarterback for a long time if that's the worst we get out of him. Taron Johnson needs to be replaced was my next takeaway. Uh, probably not during the season. Saran Neal isn't good enough, I don't think, to do that. But the Bills need to draft a guy. On third and 19, he got smoked in the end of the first quarter. Uh, he got smoked a few times, actually, on defense. And he's just not very good in coverage at all. He's definitely willing to make the tackle and put his body on the line, but he is not good at coverage. Corey Bajorquez may be costing Tyler Bass on his kicking accuracy as well. Uh, CBS had a really great shot of Bajorquez pointing the laces at Tyler Bass when he was attempting his field goal. Uh, Tyler Bass was able to knock it through the uprights, even with the bad hold. But we've seen it actually a couple times now over the last few weeks where Bajorquez is not putting the ball in the right spot for Bass's field goal attempts. And that's half his job. Like Bajorquez had a 74-yard punt that was awesome. It flipped the field at the end of the first quarter or end of the first half. But if half your job is holding for Tyler Bass and you can't do that, that's a problem. So Bajorquez needs to get that figured out real soon. Devin Singletary and the Bills running offense is not great. They were really struggling. Twice in the first seven minutes, Singletary was met in the backfield before he could even make a cut. He had seven runs for 11 yards in the first half, 25 yards on 11 carries for the game. I don't know if it's him or if it's the offensive line, but something has to get corrected there. And then the defense relies on their starters and got burned by it in the passing game today. Matt Milano's backup, Tredavious White's backup, Tremaine Edmonds when he was out earlier in the year. They just are really struggling in pass coverage when they don't have those top three guys, and that's a testament to the depth that they have. Now, maybe Terrell Dodson's okay or, you know, too young and working up to something, but... I mean, they just don't have an answer for when those guys are out of the lineup. AJ Klein ain't it. Um, Cam Lewis was the starter at cornerback tonight. Yikes. Um, I don't think he did poorly. I just, he's not as good 
I mean, he's not even – it's not that he's not as good. Like, Travis White's an all-pro cornerback. I don't, wouldn't expect Cam Lewis to be as good as him. But just being able to hold down the fort would be nice. But the defense was good against the run. Derrick Henry had nine carries for 24 yards in the first half and finished with 19 carries for 57 yards and a touchdown at the end of the game, which is a good day. But they did allow Ryan Tannehill to get 42 yards and a touchdown because they couldn't keep contained. And then I ended my takeaways with a positive note. Uh, move along on third and long. The Bills had some great success on third down, especially in the first half. Uh, Josh Allen hit Andre Roberts in the hands for what would have been a first down on third and four. Instead, Roberts deflected it into the interception. We already talked about that one. TJ Yeldon had a third down conversion on third and one. On third and 13, uh, Gabe Davis caught a 15-yard pass to move the chains. On third and seven, Allen made a defensive back miss in the backfield, juked a linebacker and got eight yards and got down without taking a hit. So that was awesome. Uh, good good conversion on that drive. Later in the same drive on third and 10, he hit Gabe Davis for a touchdown pass, but an illegal shift brought it back. And then on third and 15, the next play, he got 16 yards to Andre Roberts after avoiding the pressure. He just threw an absolute dart to the sideline. So good work on third down. I'm not counting out Josh Allen on any third downs, and you shouldn't either. All right, now that my takeaways from the game are out there, uh, let's move on to these questions that you sent in after the game. But first, let's take a quick break. I'll see you on the other side. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. To Twitter, where Devin Cornelius asks us, any thoughts on flipping some of the offensive line depth to a needy team for a cornerback or a linebacker? Well, I don't know how much depth they really do have. I mean... Cody Ford and Brian Winters were both injured over the last week and questionable for the game. Then Cody Ford, or then Quentin Spade, rather, pulled himself out of the game uh, with foot soreness. So we were like, you know, one snap away from Ike Bucker getting into the game. So I don't know how much like solid offensive line depth they have, but they do have some of it, of course. So let's just start there that I don't know if they have the offensive line depth to be trading guys right now. For a cornerback or linebacker, they're going to get... Tredavious White back this week. I hope they're going to get Levi Walls back in a few weeks. I hope for the stretch run. So they'll have three top line cornerbacks um, or starting level quarterbacks, however you want to refer to it. Um, 
I don't think they're going to get somebody that can play the slot like in place of Taron Johnson. That's what I'd really like to see right now. Um, and then same thing at linebacker. I don't know where that linebacker would fit. He would be your third linebacker, which is like, what, a third of the plays maybe? So I don't know if you're going to flip a guy for like a third of the plays. So I, I don't see them doing an in-season trade for anybody. They might make a waiver claim here or there uh, or sign somebody off a practice squad at some point, but I don't see an in-season trade for a cornerback or a linebacker in 2020. Thanks for your question, Devin, on Twitter. Michael Das on Facebook asks us, Josh Allen choked versus the Titans and it wasn't close. They aren't that good after all. The defense gave up 32 to the Rams and over 30, sorry, over 40 to the Titans. How good are they? Well, I would certainly argue that Josh Allen choked. I don't think he choked at all. Uh, he had a couple bad passes, one really bad pass and one kind of bad pass. He kind of forced the issue here and there, but I don't think he was bad or choked away the game. Um, I, Bills got beat, so I, I don't think it was on Josh Allen. But anyway, the defense gave up 32 to the Rams and over 40 to the Titans. How good are they? Yeah, that's a major question for this defense. They can't really withstand losing their elite players. They don't have any guys that are making plays. We had a Josh Norman force a fumble against the Raiders, but there was no sacks, no turnovers against the Titans on Tuesday. So when you aren't making plays, when you aren't getting pressure on the quarterback, when you're not getting turnovers, it's really difficult in this league to get off the field. And then even when they did get off the field, there's a couple times when they had penalties that kept drives alive for the Titans. So I don't think they're having a very good stretch right now, but we've seen that before and we've seen them be able to kind of pull out of it. So maybe they can pull out of it again this time. Thanks for your question on Facebook, Michael. Matt on Twitter sent us a private message asking us, is there anyone on the defensive coaching staff that is in line to assume a defensive coordinator role? Well, I came up with the name Eric Washington for this. Uh, Washington is the former Carolina Panthers defensive coordinator and uh, the current defensive line coach for the Buffalo Bills. He um, would make a lot of sense to move into that role if Leslie Frazier leaves and goes somewhere else. Thanks for your question over on Twitter, Matt. Let's finish it off with B Mormon 2020. Was Josh Norman bad or is he just not a CB1? Yeah, I think that's right. I think he's just not, you know, the top line cornerback that you're used to seeing Tredavious White be. I mean, they asked him to do something he's not capable of doing, which is being the top dog right now. Maybe five or six or seven years ago, he could do that, but he can't do that anymore. Uh, he never had elite speed to begin with. And so he's struggling there. So I think he's a perfectly acceptable cornerback. I think what it means more is that people need to give Levi Wallace a little bit of a break. That's what cornerbacks do sometimes. They get beat, they lose. We're just spoiled with Tredavious White a little bit. As always, thanks for listening to Buffalo Rumlings Q&A. You can leave your questions on our voicemail line at 716-508-0405. Email us, buffalorumlings at sbnation.com. Tweet us at Rumblings Q and A. That's with the word and spelled out in the middle. Facebook messages and Instagram messages. You can leave comments in the show notes articles over at buffalorumblings.com. We look forward to talking to you on a short week as they face the Kansas City Chiefs. Go Bills. Thank you.